0: Welcome to Thin Blue Line TV powered by Red Voice Media. My name is Ray Dietrich. I'm a former lawman who now spends his time fighting the false narratives against police you see from the left and in the media. And yes, politics get involved in policing here because honestly, if you're a lefty, you don't support the police, period. So Thin Blue Line TV is here to provide the truth of what law enforcement officers go through every day in America, okay? Not the media's version not the left's version but the truth and body cams are a big part of that it's one of the things you know body cams were fought even you know by me i was anti-body cam when we started or when they first started but i'll tell you what they have proven the professionalism of police over the years and uh, the left hates it so we like to show it Um, you can catch the live stream of this full show on facebook every day or check it out on our rumble channel the segments we put out at finbluelinetv.com, you can see it all there and make sure you do the things that social media won't do for us because we don't have the right message, which is sharing it, liking, commenting, and recommending it to your friends. Because guess what? Big tech hates us and they won't do it for us. So the more you can share and, and help us out with that, the better and we appreciate it. So let's get into some news. All right, so as you know, Yesterday was the anniversary of the death of George Floyd, the man who once put a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach during a robbery, the drug addict, the amateur porn star, you know, him, the one with the gold caskets and, and the triple funerals when no one else was allowed to have a funeral. You remember George Floyd. Well, the protesters took to uh, to the streets again last night. No surprise there. There's some examples of some fine citizens I'm about to show you. As uh, the chaos continues, I'm, we're a year, a year of this. 12 billion of damage, 20,000 officers hurt, okay? So out in Kansas City, here's here's a headline to a video I'm going to play ya. Black Lives Matter threatens to blow cops' head off in revenge killings in Kansas City. So check out what this nice lady has to say. Wasn't she sweet? I mean, that's exactly who you want to be associated with. The flags hanging off of our embassies in in other countries, right? Black Lives Matter. What a sweet organization. What a what a nice group of Marxists that the uh, the government is promoting all over the all over the world now. Beijing, in, in the uh, embassy in in Madrid. Okay, these are not good people. They are a domestic terrorist organization calling for the death of police on bullhorns in the streets. So guess who else went off last night? I know it's gonna be a big surprise for you, but Antifa destroyed Portland once again and attacked the police once again, celebrating this criminal thug George Floyd's death, okay? They're out there damaging property, assaulting police officers. This has been going on for a year. This has been going on without any help from the DA who won't prosecute anyone arrested In any of these these cases. It's been going on without the help of the city councils who are defunding the police. Crime is spiking. And yet Antifa is still allowed to roam free on the streets of Portland. So I've got a special clip I'll play you now. A serious question for you, okay? Uh, With a year of violence in Portland, let's let's be specific to Portland, okay? You've seen Antifa attack federal police, federal officers, ICE. You've seen Antifa attack federal courthouses, ICE buildings. You may not know where I'm going with this yet, but does that sound like an insurrection to you? You have the entire left and the media focused on one day. Of violent protests at the Capitol riot on January sixth, okay, where there's multiple, multiple videos of of people wandering around being led in by Capitol police officers. The whole things. Yes, there was violence and damage. Absolutely, that there, there was idiots among the protesters there. But now they're doing commissions. They're doing, you know, huge investigations. They impeached a the president over what happened at January sixth. And I will tell you what's happened in Portland is a hundred times worse than that, a thousand times worse than that. It's been going on for a year. Why is there no investigation? Why is there no call to action? Why is there no, no, you know, commission to investigate Antifa and who's funding them to destroy federal buildings, attack federal police officers, actually hurting cops. Okay. This has been going on. The, The damage and the violence has been much higher And specifically against federal officers and federal properties in Portland than it ever was at the Capitol. So why are they so intent on on just talking about the Capitol and ignoring this? Well, it's because it blows the narrative, right? That the the Patriots and the pro-police supporters are the bad guys. And everyone knows that's bullshit. So we'll move on. And when I say moving on, I've got examples of how the war on police is continuing it never stops. Um, The war on police has been going on for a very long time. It's been much more intense since the death of George Floyd. So two stories here. Headline, St. Charles man killed after shooting Redbud, Illinois officer. So there was an OIS. Man was killed after being shot during an officer involved shooting in Randolph County. This is early Sunday morning. Uh, police say Timothy Snyder 27 years old was driving a motorcycle with no taillights around midnight Sunday They tried to stop him. The officers tried to stop him um, They were unsuccessful. They later found him stuck in the mud and Then a struggle happened between the suspect and the officer the officer tased the suspect was but was un- unable to control him Snyder then shot an officer in the right calf He was he continued to not comply with the officers and Snyder was then shot four times pronounced dead at the scene. So that's good. The wounded officer was shot in the right calf and has been discharged from the hospital. He is at home recovering. So it turns out Snyder was on a stolen motorcycle, was found with a large block of meth inside his backpack, and uh, he's a convicted felon for possession of a a weapon by a felon and criminal damage to property. Just got out of prison. What a nice guy. Um, Probably no loss there to the community. The war on police continues in Mississippi. Headline: Fugitive who shot Mississippi officer captured in Arkansas. This comes out of lawofficer.com. Fugitive wanted for shooting a South Haven, Mississippi police officer and stealing his unmarked car, his police car in Memphis has been captured in Arkansas. Cody Dimmitt was captured by a SWAT team around 7:30 p.m. on Tuesday while hiding behind a home near Palestine and the suspect surrendered without firing a shot. turns out it began began on 1230 on Tuesday when the South Haven police officer was shot in South Memphis. The officer was following Demet from South Haven after a run of his license plate revealed he was wanted in another state. The wounded officer was identified as Roy Hurst. According to law enforcement source, Hurst was shot in the arm. The wound was described as through and through and not considered life threatening. He was treated and released. So that is great. Uh, that he he is going to be okay. It says, uh, following the shooting, Demet stole Hearst's unmarked vehicle and drove to where officers of the Palestine Police Department attempted to pull him over for speeding, but he refused to yield. A pursuit ensued. He crashed, and then he barricaded and gave up, like they always do, because he was scared of the police. So the war on police rages on. These are stories you're not going to see on, on mainstream media, most likely, Um, They even ignore when officers are killed, let alone shot. This happens every single day in America. Um, And it tells the tale of what's really happening on the streets. This is not about racist police killers shooting unarmed black men. This is about police trying to keep people safe and dealing with the worst of the worst. So let's move on. Now, I have a positive story for you. I know that's kind of rare around here, but there is some good news. Headline out of RedVoiceMedia.com: Texas Governor Abbott def- defunds liberal cities that defund the police. He signed a bill that does so. I've got a quote to read you from Abbott. He was uh, being interviewed about signing this bill that uh, penalizes cities who that defund the police in Texas. So here's a quote: "I'm about to sign a law that will ensure the cities in the state of Texas will not be able to defund the police." First, the context. And that is that you pointed out what's going on in Minneapolis, where it is both a tragedy and disaster. What's going on for the residents of Minneapolis because of the defunded police? And you're seeing the same thing in Portland and Seattle and Chicago and New York, etc. Unfortunately, we had the same thing happen here in the state of Texas where the city of Austin defunded police. And because Austin defunded the police, we wanted to do two things in this session. One, we wanted to make sure they are never, there are going to be consequences for the city of Austin. The second is we wanted to make sure that no other city in the state of Texas would defund police. So Abbott has this right. He understands it. Defunding the police does nothing but hurt the communities they serve. It doesn't affect anything else. It just makes it worse. And look, Abbott may have got it slow on the COVID restrictions, but when it comes to defunding the police, he gets it. All right, quick Note from our sponsor: We have been deplatformed and demonetized here at Thin Blue Line TV. The big tech is always after us, so we we continue to fight the fight. But we ask you to support those who support us, like our good friends at Safe Life Defense. They provide body armor, plates, belts, duty gear, accessories, and it's for law enforcement or or just a regular American citizen patriot. Right? It doesn't have to be for law enforcement at safelifedefense.com. They have a huge Memorial Day sale going on, but if you use our code, you can get 15% off. It's TBLTV10, like Line TV, TBLTV10 for 15% off. safelifedefense.com. Make sure you go check it out. They have amazing gear to help keep you safe out there and, and fight the good fight. So it's TBLTV10 at defense.com. All right. So I've got a headline for you. We're going to, We're gonna talk about this for a second because it irritates me more than anything else out there. And the first thing I'll tell you is when I hear the word reimagine, I get ready to hear woke garbage. So here's your headline out of lawofficer.com. Task force to reimagine policing recommends shift in traffic stops. I already know where this is going and it's complete garbage, but we're gonna go through the motions here. A task force to reimagine police has come up with 112 recommendations for Denver police to improve its public safety, okay? So apparently the major theme throughout all these recommendations is finding ways to limit police interaction with the public as if that's gonna keep anyone safer. Um, So let's go through this. The the most common police interactions with with people comes in form of traffic stops. So they've come up with five things to uh, make these better for the community. So we'll start here. They want to decriminalize traffic offenses often used for pretextual stops. We'll get into that in a second. They wanna prohibit Denver police from conducting searches in relation to petty offenses or traffic violations. Interesting. They wanna remove police officers from routine traffic stops and crash reporting and explore non-police alternatives that incentivize behavior change to eliminate, tra- eliminate traffic fatalities. What a line of woke garbage that is. Uh, Eliminate the need for traffic enforcement by auditing and investing in the built environment to promote safe travel behavior. Nobody even knows what the hell that means. That's just more more woke garbage. Invest in a community-based, community-led violence prevention strategic plan that includes, but is not limited to, traffic stop violence and government sanctioned violence. They actually wrote these words traffic stop violence and government sanctioned violence as if police are just walking up to cars and shooting people randomly on their stops. And then lastly, the group recommends using civilians for enforcing traffic laws. This stuff is actually written down. This is actually being recommended and considered with the Denver police. and It's not just Denver. This is national. This is happening all over the place. Woke DAs, you know, woke community organizers and all these people think that this is a good idea. They don't think this is a good idea. They, they know what the real result of all this is, is more crime and violence, but it sounds good and, and it's, it's pandering at its finest. So for those of you who aren't cops, or maybe you're just a supporter, or you're just hanging out to troll me, whatever a pretext traffic stop. Let me explain what that is. I'll give you the definition, right? A, a pretextual traffic stop involves a police officer stopping a driver for a traffic violation, minor, whatever, it doesn't matter to allow the officer to then investigate something else. So you pull over a car and you start to talk to the driver. Okay. You pull them over for speeding. You talk to the driver. You notice he's under the influence. So you take him out of the car, conduct a, under the influence investigation, right? That's a pretext traffic stop. You, you pull somebody over, you find out then that you know, they're on probation. So you search their car and you find a gun and dope. That's a pretext traffic stop. You didn't stop them for the gun and dope. You stopped them for a, a minor violation and then conducted an investigation, you know, talking to the driver. This is how police work is done. Okay. This is how police officers keep people safe. You either have a proactive police force or a reactive police force. Proactive is going out and doing traffic stops, stopping pedestrians, all within the law, all, with, all for violations, getting out and talking to people. And the purpose of that is to find people who are breaking the law before they can hurt somebody. You find somebody with a gun. You want to arrest that person if it's an illegal firearm, take them to jail. Why? Because you don't want them to go shoot someone and then take them to jail later. You'd rather take them to jail before they hurt someone, things like that. Like if you if you stop a car for speeding, you find out it's stolen. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, sure the owner, owner would want the stolen car back. I'm pretty sure the owner would want their car back. Account, right, The pretext stop is the heart and soul of law enforcement. If you're going to a, a, a reactive model rather than proactive, guess what's going to happen? You just have cops responding to calls that have already occurred, and they're going to pick up the pieces. There might be some in-progress crimes that they can stop before they hurt someone, but if you take away the ability to be for police to be proactive, you're basically enabling criminals to run the streets have guns and drugs and steal and do whatever they want because they know they're not going to be stopped for a minor traffic offense. So if they're riding dirty, they don't care. What do you think is going to happen when you have a car full of gangsters with guns getting ready to go shoot somebody in Chicago, but the cops can't stop them for speeding or that license plate violation or, or that thing hanging from their windshield, those minor traffic violations that potentially could stop a crime like a drive-by. What happens when, when that goes away? more crime, more victims, more violence. That's what happens. You know, if you wanna talk about pretext traffic stops, let's talk about some of the ones that had the biggest results, like the one with Timothy McVeigh, stop for a minor traffic violation after he blew up Oklahoma City, okay? That's a pretext traffic stop, he would've got away. Ted Bundy, serial killer, pretext traffic stop. What about DUIs? If you take the ability away from, from police officers to stop minor traffic violations, How about drunk drivers? A minor crime, right? Well, FBI stats show in 2019, over a million people were arrested for driving out of the influence. So you're saying, let's get away from from these minor traffic violations and, and these pretext traffic stops that these evil racist killer cops do just to shoot unarmed black men. And we'll let a million people a year who are arrested just drive. Just drive drunk. Just continue to go out there and kill people. What happens when they run into your family and kill your kids in the car? What happens when, when they run over the crossing guard in the street of the school? Nobody cares? Well, the cops will react to that, but too bad they didn't have a chance to, to stop it ahead of time with traffic enforcement. Okay. I'm not a big fan of traffic enforcement just to write tickets. I'm a, I'm a fan of traffic enforcement to take bad people to jail before they hurt people. Okay. Traffic stops a lot allow cops to find criminals and arrest them for guns, drugs, warrants, under the influence DUI. And they stop, and stop them before they hurt someone, not after. The left wants to defund the police. They want to ban traffic stops. They support woke DAs that fail to prosecute criminals and make you less safe. What do you think the result of all this is? It's chaos and high crime. And then it's more blame that these politicians will lay on the police for the high crime. We don't have a policing problem in America. We have a violence problem in America, and the only ones out there dealing with it are the police. That's all I got today. Check us out tomorrow we we'll be back. Be sure to visit ThimbleLineTV.com for more police news and the truth. Thanks for watching.